2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Speaking of a floating pontoon, we've got a time to introduce <laughs> our next guest. He is a bit of a floating pontoon. I'll, I'll grant the Jav Elliot, or T.S. Elliot, as we like Granta. to call it well. It's time for our... It's time for our Resine Cricket catch-up with the great man, the hairy jab, the absolute champion, dude, Grant Elliott. Uh, good morning, Grunter.
1: Jeez, I mean, hairy jab is oh. bad enough, but now floating pontoon. Throw that one in the neck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just an, 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 it an honor, <laughs> a,
1: absolute honour to get on your show, obviously. Beaver phones me weekly. He shows me some love, but I mean, I know that you've got some... You know, very well-known guests that come on your show, so I won't keep too much of your time this morning.
2: Well, the the important thing is this is the this is the real prime time slot saved for you, Grant, as well. Um, we we <laughs> thought we'll get we'll get the biggest star that we know, who's the most relevant <laughs> star at this point 10. in time in world sport, and we'll bring him on at ten past eight, and and, and, yeah, and, right. and we're going to absolutely exactly.
1: throw shade on him.
0: <laughs> when you when you get the guest, you, you go to the guest, you go to the guest and you say, hey, do you reckon you can come on the show at about five past eight? But no, Grunter's the one that calls the times. He says, nah, I'll be on there at ten past eight, okay? Wait till then. So we had to pan till <laughs> ten past eight so we can give time for Grunter to walk out of the office. I'm sure Nikki would have gave you a bit of time to get off air, uh, get on air with us. So we appreciate Nicky. He's down in Queenstown. How you here? going?
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down in Queenstown. And the reason why is ah. because uh, Rebecca Rolls called the late gym session, 720. So I took her ah. to where I took you, Baz. Fair enough. And we're just, uh, you know, keeping the commentators fit, keeping them healthy. Um, that's <laughs> uh, that's oh. what we do. It's not a holiday, is it, Baz?
2: <laughs> it's not a... Wow. Wow. cheap. Just don't give away all our secrets, you know. Uh, right, let's talk some cricket. We can't just shoot the breeze with you all day. Well, we could, but we won't. Um Kerr, mate, she is flying. You've had a lot to do with her, obviously, oh, sort of uh, mentored her a little bit and had a lot to do with her, and she is back up and running and dominating. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, so good to see. But I mean, you know, what's even more impressive is the head on her shoulders. I reckon. You know the way she spoke mm-hmm. after the game, where she said, "You know, whether I get a duck or whether I get a hundred, that doesn't define me as a good or bad player." And those are the sort of things that you hear from people that almost, you know, at the end of their career, she's got such a level head on her, her shoulders. And um, I think that that 100 was a real turning point in her career because she's been given opportunities to bat up the top and probably not quite made the most of them. You know, she's always got like, you know, 30s or hasn't really got a start. And, you know, she got a 60 last year, which was sort of a breakthrough against England, but she didn't really set the world alight And now. We really are seeing what she's capable of. And, you know, she's, she's got the experience of Divine and Bates around her. So I think that we've got a real gem here and someone that can, I always thought, play for New Zealand for, well, you know, the next 15, 20 years um, in the women's game and be probably the best player we've ever had. Mm.
0: Granta, I know you have been a, uh, an influential part of uh, her career at a very really young age. I remember when you rang me a couple of years ago. Uh, telling me about this young girl Amelia Kerr who I had no idea uh, anything about her but now I know people are starting to recognize and take notice and fair enough she's not only with the bat also with the ball three wickets yesterday Um, but tell us about your connection with with Amelia and and how that how that relationship relationship come about
1: oh it's just more through her dad Um, I knew her dad Robbie and Robbie was dealing with a lot of her contracts and um, I yeah. guess all the dealings uh, with coaches, trying to get a support structure around her, and there was a time where you know Robbie sort of said, "Well, I have to distance myself a little bit because it's it's quite difficult when you know you want to sing your daughter's praises, you have to be a little bit subjective um, or objective in, in a lot of um, discussions you have." So. Um, yeah, he just asked if I'd i sort of look after her and mentor her and we've just got a really good relationship so I don't, you know, expect anything from that relationship but just to support her and mentor her and I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Like if any woman cricketer gave me a call and said, Hey, I'd like some help and I'm sure Baz and you Izzy would be the same, you you would help them out and I think, you know, mm-hmm. there is a lack of resource there in the women's game, so anything you can do to help these women cricketers to get that step ahead and get closer to Australia and England um, who are in a professional era. I think, um, you know, we're doing New Zealand cricketer justice and those players. So it's a special time for women's cricket and I think we're going to see it change over the years. Um, really waiting for that women's IPL. I think that that'll be uh, a pivotal moment in world cricket for,
2: for, for yeah. women. Well, that's coming, I think, next year is from what uh, Saurav Ganguly, the BCCI boss, said that the IPL for... The women will start next year, so hopefully they get an opportunity to be able to participate in that, and they can put a few bucks in their pocket. But, mate, you talked about Australia and England and the, and the fact that they are professional, and, and New Zealand's not fully professional yet. But what about the gap in the standard of cricket? Uh, there's a World Cup coming. Well, it's just on the horizon. Our girls look like they're training in the right direction. Have we got enough skill um, to be able to compete and are we a realistic chance of winning that World Cup?
1: Do you know what, Baz, like 12 months ago and we were talking about it as commentators, 12 months ago we looked at this team and we were like, wow, we are well off the pace. There was, to to be fair, there was no divine at a stage and no baits, so that made a, a big difference, but it was just the depth. We looked at our depth and you know, it, we were way off the pace, but now in 12 months what Bob Carter, Jacob Orr and Rob Nickel and the support staff have done to this team, honestly, we've got real good depth. It's looking good and The teams that we probably, I guess, before this uh, series went into um, of similar strength, it would have been India, South Africa, um, West Indies and ourselves are all quite similar in standards. But um, England and Australia are the teams you've got to beat. You've got to try and beat England and Australia. Those are your two teams. And as, as you said, they're fully professional but I think that we can challenge them. The thing is with a women's game is that if you get to those playoff games and I think if you bat second, you know what you need to get. You need one of your stars to have a have a good day and you, you, you get one over them. And you know what it's like in those World Cups, it's like if your big players stand up at big moments, you win it.
2: Yeah, sure. Of course, we are exclusive World Cup radio partners for the ICC World Cup as well, Grant. You'll be covering many of those games, catching all the Kiwi games and many more exclusively on SENZ. So we're right in behind our White Ferns team right throughout the World Cup. No doubt you'll get a chance to cover some of those games from the studio in Wellington as well, Grant. You're not sure of that yep, yet?
1: Yeah, from the Wellington Riviera. Beautiful with Dan McCarty. They're great times. <laughs>
2: great times. <laughs> You enjoy the commentary stuff, mate? I know we, we get to work together. You enjoy the actual commentary or just being in and around the broadcasting sort of scene or, or is it just more the fact that we, we get away and have a good time? <laughs>
1: well, it's a full package. But to be honest, I, I love it. Like It's it's so good. I mean, as a parent, when you get to watch cricket the whole day from the best seat in the house, you know, and. Um, I, think, I didn't think I would enjoy Test cricket because I probably failed at it as a as a cricketer, um, and yeah, I but I love the Test game. I just love it now. It's mm. the whole feeling and build up of the Test and being around guys that you played with, and the banter in the commentary box. But I mean, we've we've all built you know great relationships not only with the commentators but then also with the players. You know, there's guys there that you played with, so I think being uh commentating or being a broadcaster at a time when you you know the players is quite special because you you can really tap into that psyche that they've got and enjoy the the ride you know when they have their huge successes and also their failures you can share that with them so I absolutely love it and i mean you know if you if you're around good people I always say you have a good time.
0: Yeah, you're doing a great job, Grant. I must admit, you sound fantastic on the on the TV and on the radio. Was there any chance we could see that handsome jawline of yours, like maybe in front of the camera instead of behind <laughs> it? <laughs> Mate, you know
1: Izzy, it's very difficult to try and get some air time when you've got the likes of uh, McCullum and Fleming, um, you know, fighting for it. Hot Baz dogs. fights for that camera. Um, <laughs> he, he loves getting in front of it. So, you know, if Baz gives up some of his time, then maybe I'll get in front. Of. No, I'm happy to be in the background, Izzy. And I'm re- really surprised that you haven't brought up any black clash because, I mean, jeez, I thought that you were going to be there again, but you you, uh, you chickened out, didn't you?
0: No, no, I didn't chicken out. I just had made a good decision in the end and uh, gave my position away, which was a great tactical move from myself. So uh, I'll see you next year for two or chasing uh, fifth and final decider, mate. Let's not talk about the black clash because we know what happened, you cricketers. Yeah, yeah, you passed it. Maybe you need a few young ones coming in. <laughs> Wait, quick, quickly, Grunter. Quickly, Grunter. You're an absolute champion. We're, we're, I just want to look forward look forward to Friday and, and South Africa. So they're very hugely disappointed after that performance, so un-South African-like. Can you see any changes to the squad and what should we be expecting from the pro tiers come Friday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did I did hear Baz um, on your show. I'm a big fan of your show, guys. Thanks, Thanks for the, the Um But I heard him say, you know, he expected more from South Africa and I thought that they'd be, you know, yeah. a lot better than they were. And so so did I, you know. I looked at the CAB and saw $3.60 and I was like, wow. You know, that's uh, that's pretty overinflated odds after beating India. But um, <laughs> I think Nghiti will come in. Um, and I think the toss... Although I'd like to say it would make a difference. The way they played, I don't think it would have. But you'd like to think a team like South Africa, the way they prepare, the professionalism that they have always had historically, you'd like to think that they're going to come back um, and be a much better team. I think the one to watch is going to be Robada. I think Rabada was just maybe, you know, a little bit short in most of his spells. And he was maybe getting two or three balls in the right area during his spell. So I reckon... A class performer like him, I mean, he is world class. I reckon he's going to adjust. He's going to get his length right and watch out. If South Africa win the toss, mm. might be a little bit of a different game because I think the bowlers have learned from these conditions what they need to do.
2: Yeah. Spot on, Grunter. Spot on, mate. Well, we're going to let you go, and uh, good luck calling the last game down there in, uh, in Queenstown. As, as he said, you're doing a fabulous job on the airways and uh, and also in front of the camera, especially considering English is your second language. Um, so you're doing an excellent <laughs> job down there, mate. And uh, we hope we hope you have a good time. We'll see you in Christchurch in, uh, in a couple of days' time.
1: <laughs> as are you guys, thanks for having me on the show. Always always uh, an absolute pleasure. Bring Humble the golf to clubs, Grant. <laughs> I will. Bring oh, the golf yeah, clubs,
2: mate. Uh, there was our Resine Cricket Catch-Up with Grant Elliott, a.k.a. the floating pontoon we'll be back very soon uh, with the other side we've got plenty more to come we've got paulie muati and the tab update back shortly